Welcome to the Interviews Podcast. Welcome, Interisti, to episode 34 of the Interviews Podcast. We are here for our Serie A predictions episode. Crazy. It's already here, around the corner. Um, as always, I am one half of your co-hosting duo, Alessandro Rafa, joined here by Johnny Paterno. Uh, and we have a very special guest. Before we introduce our guest, I just want to provide the soundtrack to uh, a lot of Interisti's um, summer uh, after going through this tumultuous time. Here we go. That's the sound <laughs> of an ice-cold Modelo cracking after dealing with this BS that we've been going get, through. You couldn't get a Biretti? I couldn't get it. No, I just had to go to the corner store. You know where I am wow. in Brooklyn. So wow. Not, nothing to, too uh... fancy. Going to the Latino bodega and getting yourself a little Modelo. Listen, that's all I got around here. You filming a you filming a commercial with them later too? Should I see you on the? I, I, I you with actually the... I'm actually getting them all Inter jerseys, and we're gonna film a promo <laughs> for the upcoming season. So there we go. Uh, <laughs> you guys will see that soon. But yeah, uh, a tumultuous week. Um, but we're not gonna we're not gonna dive too much into it because all the hot takes have been said. We'll talk a little bit about it on uh, on Saturday. Um, but today we're focused strictly on the Serie A predictions, and there's no one better to bring in for this episode than our guest here today, Johnny. I'll have you bring in for the very first time on the interviews pod the, today's guest. Yeah, this guy, uh, you know, started interacting with me on the old Twitter. Uh, commenting on everything that I said to Nima, so I was like, "Who is this guy? I got, I got to see what's going on here." Like, no matter what I say, he's got a, he's got a comment. But uh, one of the nicest guys I've come across on on Twitter. Uh, we've, you know, we've been chatting back and forth. He's actually a good guy all around. He checks in on me, which I, I appreciate more than more than he'll ever know. So uh, yeah, but without further ado, welcome Nick Diani of the Kicks and Picks podcast. I appreciate you guys. Thank you so much for having me on and. Uh been enjoying the ride listening to you all for quite some time now 34 episodes it sounds like so honored to be on and uh hopefully i can sound smart to the listeners and make <laughs> some of these predictions come true yeah nick we um we appreciate you coming on but i have to ask you off the bat this uh this serie a mercato a lot of teams not necessarily doing a ton of business especially the big teams here when you look at the board and you look at uh, these 20 teams uh, coming into this next season, do you see some money to be made? Are there are there people that are there clubs that are being slept on here? Um, how are you reading this this upcoming season before we dive into the actual odds? There, there's always money to be made to answer your, your first <laughs> question. Um, but I'm going to be really honest with you. It's a it's a crapshoot like it is every year. Um, I think we're blessed to watch a league that has a lot of parity. I think that we got what four winners the last four years. Um that doesn't happen anywhere else. And I think this year is going to be no exception. I think there's a couple of teams that really are a leg above everybody else. Um you know what what we're going to make of it, I guess we'll dive into that in a little bit, but um you mentioned it, right? The the Saudis, the English, they're spending all the money. We're we're left fighting for scraps. We we need to make some shrewd deals, get some free transfers, some loans, 
get creative. I, I guess you guys know it better than most uh, what's going on with Inter. Um, but it, it's a tough one to predict. I mean, listen, I'm, I'm going to come on here. I'm going to give you my very best thoughts. I, I, we have the odds in front of us and I'll, I'll try to make sense of it, but uh, to act like I, I know better than anybody else, uh, this league's unpredictable and, and what teams, what team shows up week in and week out, it, you know, it's not the same team from week to week. At least it, Certainly hasn't been the last two or three years. He's being modest. This guy helped me pay off my student loans, my car. <laughs> he went 78 for 79 for me on picks. It was incredible. 78 so. for 80. Don't lie. 78 oh, for 78 80. For 80. Yeah, my no, bad. We missed my it. Bad. My bad. We missed it. We did. We did. So <laughs> this guy, just just take whatever he says to the bank. Book it. Don't worry about Appreciate your you. money. It's, it's guaranteed. It's good. <laughs> Johnny, I'm not. I'm hoping I'm not going to give you an aneurysm here, but I feel like in this past week, just looking, you know, at your uh, your tweets here, your idea of the favorite for Serie A has has changed even in the last week, given um, some deals that let's just say have have fallen through. How are you feeling about about these predictions here? Do you feel like there's a sort of a slam dunk, or are you on the same same uh, wave as? as Nick, that it really is a, a toss-up kind of year. I mean, I think it really is. Uh, you know, when I thought about the players that could be coming in, you know, if you would have asked me when before when I thought we were getting Skamaka and Samarcic, who's going to win the league, I would have said Inter, no problem, to be honest. Like, I think those guys would have helped put the team over the edge. Uh, now, I mean, it really, like, you, you could throw a dart at a board and you tell me, you know, Napoli's winning. You could tell me Lazio's winning, Juve's winning, and I could make a case for every one of them. And I could, would, wouldn't would be upset with it. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's going to be about really who comes out hot out of the gates and who can avoid that January lull that a lot of teams, especially Inter, tend to tend to have. But, yeah, it'll be, uh, I'll be interested to see, like, what, what some of the odds are on some of these teams. Yeah, that I feel like that January lull is very quickly, you know, now that we have a Mercato that extends into the season, I feel like that January lull is going to become a start of the season lull for a lot of teams that sort of need those last couple of weeks of the Mercato to to define their squad. Um, not that any major uh, transfers are, are going to get done there in Serie A, but, you know, there is sort of rounding out your team. Um, and sometimes you need time in a negotiation and and having the window extend past the start of the season. It's I know every club in Europe has to deal with it, but it's going to be especially difficult for Serie A clubs that are looking for opportunities on the transfer market as opposed to, you know, the strategy from from the beginning. We know how uh, things can get tossed up in the air. So I agree, you know, flying out the gates is going to be super important for this year's winner. All right, Nick, I'm going to kick it over to you. We have a number of categories that we're going to go through. We'll talk about winners, top four, relegation, goal scoring, and such. Uh, but, uh, Nick, I'm going to have you kick off the way that you think is uh, most appropriate here. Whew. All right. Let's let's uh, let's get it right out of the gate here. This is the Inter podcast. Inter Milan are the favorites to win the league. That's not me saying it. That is a fact if you look at the odds, right? I don't make the odds. You guys don't make the odds. Somebody whose favorite team is Inter doesn't make the odds. This is, <laughs> you know, reflected by actual money that comes in that people have bet on that there's um, you know, they're they're taking a look at squads and historical performances and Inter has been set currently. They're plus 175 to win the league. 
which means well, we if, know it wasn't Inter fans because <laughs> they would not be the favorites. <laughs> If so, that was the case. We'd be the biggest underdogs. Yeah, if we exactly. <laughs> the, last, uh, the last couple of weeks on Twitter, you know, the, I've seen a lot of interactions where people got a little upset that their team, uh, you know, wasn't, wasn't better in terms of the, uh, the odds here. So uh, let's just kick that off. That's bullshit. So Inter is plus 175, uh, which means if you bet $100, you would win 175 So they have the... the they're most likely to win the league according to bookmakers. Uh, Napoli is second, plus 250. Juve is third, plus 375. Uh, these are the most current odds that I saw as of this morning. So, um, listen, I think a, a true case can be made for either Inter or Napoli. I think, uh, gun to my head, I pick Inter. I like what you guys have done. I think you've improved on what's already the best midfield in the league. Uh, Fratesi is going to be awesome. I think you got a, added a little more depth. Um, I, I think we still haven't really scratched the surface on what Lautaro can do. I think that, you know, this guy is capable of 25 goals um, pretty consistently. So would love to see that from him. Um, and, and I think people are starting to take you guys a little more seriously. I think they're in Zaghi, you know, as a Lazio fan, I, I, I've, I don't have a bad thing to say about him. I think he has... He makes the best of the situation in front of him. And that's really what's going to be a little bit of a troublesome thing for Napoli is these fans aren't talking about the fact that their coach left. It's Rudy Garcia coming in to me. Um, that's a massive blow. And I think if it weren't for that, Napoli probably would be the betting favorite currently. Um, I think Rudy Garcia coming in, this guy's won one title, I think, 15 years ago in France. Hasn't <laughs> done much since. He was terrible with Roma. Um, and the thing that nobody's really talking about is Osimen doesn't have the best track record in terms of staying healthy. And this year we have the African Cup of Nations. So this guy is going to be missing time. Planned. Whether he's hurt or not, it's going to be missing time. Um, you guys know players come back from that tournament. They're not the same. They're worn out. So the second half of the year, the, that kind of January lull that you guys spoke about, that could hit Napoli really, really hard between Osimen and uh, Angisa, I think. So um, those yeah. two things, like that that right there kind of leads me to believe, gun to my head today, if you asked me to pick a Scudetto winner, I would go with Inter, and I think they're the deserved favorites today. And just to continue the conversation about Napoli for a second, we saw like what they did last year was there was a little bit of magic to it, right? It was the same thing that we saw with Milan a couple of years ago where, you know, Pioli's taking that team on a, a 13 game winning streak, right? There's a little bit of magic. And then the following year, there was a, there was a significant drop off. And I don't think as, as much as there hasn't been a major squad upheaval for Napoli, I don't think they're going to be immune to that that drop off. I mean, it was their first one in a long, long time. And there is, we see it in every sport. There's sort of this like emotional, after you do the big thing for after a long time of not doing it, there is this like emotional dump within the squad. And what's going to happen if Napoli don't come flying out the gates, right? Are they going to still be able to recapture that magic? Which I think Spalletti played a, a huge part in it, right? Yeah. Is Rudy going to be able to get these guys back where they need to be mentally if things don't go well for them, well for them out the gate? Um, and that's really my. I know Nima is going to hate me for saying all this, but that's really my 
opinion on, uh, you know, if Napoli ended up being the favorite, I, I don't necessarily agree with it. I'm sure you'll be a talking point on the next Studio Vesuvio ex, uh, episode. So <laughs> that's kind of why I said it. I regret you saying that. Uh, that might that might come back to bite us. But no, that totally makes sense, though. Everything that Nick said, and you know, when I was looking at my top four predictions, I completely forgot the African Cup. So I had like I had them actually second. I actually may want to change that around a little bit, just because yeah, that is a huge blow. When like you said, whether he's healthy or not. Just missing him for January is going to be going to be huge for them. I as much as I do rate Giovanni Simeone and Raspadori, I don't know if I mean. Well, I know they don't have the pace and they don't have the prolific goal scoring that he does. So it's going to make it a little bit harder for them to to stay afloat. And how, like you said, will, will Rudy Garcia be able to to navigate that? I don't know. I I have no faith in him. I know Napoli fans are gassing him up like he is some great manager i mean the guy could barely cut it in the saudi league you know right. like what where do you think he's going to come in and do now so yeah it's going to be it's going to be definitely interesting to see what happens with them i don't think and i'm trying to off the top of my head i'm outside of maybe outside of maybe mila i don't think there's i don't think juve or inter have players who would be going to the african cup so we would have if taremi was was the sign yeah if taremi was around Wait, really? Iran plays in the African Cup? No, I don't think so. Oh, no, no. Wait, yeah, it, wasn't yeah, yeah. Tademi, it was somebody else. The, yeah, I don't, it doesn't Someone's... matter. But, but yeah, so, I mean, thank I mean, well, Onana wouldn't have gone if, we, if he stayed, too, because yeah. he, he retired from Cameroon because they didn't play him in the World Cup. So, yeah, I mean, we would have been fine, really. So, uh, it's going to be it's, – it's definitely going to be interesting now. I, I'm – I'm just changing it my order now in my top my head, so we're good. There you I go. Move it around. I made you look at that. Made you, you made me smarter. Little. See, you <laughs> made me smarter. There is so there is also the Asian Cup this year, which is where I got the that Amy stuff oh, from. Okay. So if he was here, he would be gone. Is that for a in January bit. too? Yeah. Jeez. Interesting. Yep. Well, good thing we didn't sign him for thirty million because you know <laughs> we were able to get the great Marko Arnatovic for ten. Would have been a loss. <laughs> All right, so should we do uh, our winner then, our Scudetto winner? Yeah, let's go ahead. Uh, let's go ahead and do that. Let's do that. So, Johnny, I'll go with you first. Who is winning? <laughs> no Scudetto one is going to like year. my pick, and I think it's because I'm. I think I'm subconsciously trying to reverse jinx, and then also, it's just an actual fear, though. I think because they only have to worry about realistically the league, I think oh, you may no. have, have a bit of an advantage. I really do. I, I, I mean, as much as that's going to pain people to hear, I don't like Allegri. I don't read Allegri. I know Juve fans don't read Allegri, but he was able to do better than us in the league last season. Now that he only has to focus on one thing, I think it's a joke that UEFA gave him the break by not making them play in the conference league. I think... It should have been done anyway, but that's for another another episode that we could talk about. I think it's going to be a lot easier for them, and if they have Vlaovic, you know, being able to click, they don't. So far, they haven't sold him. They haven't sold Chiesa like everyone was worried about. They've been able to move other pieces around. Granted, the only player they've realistically brought in has been Wea, which I don't really think is that great of a signing. Um, Upgrade I guess he's kind of Quadrado, I believe. But I, I mean, I would agree, I would agree with that honestly. I mean, that's not. But I don't even think that's really safe. It right. wouldn't have taken much more, to be honest. 
And, you know, which is sad because he's an upgrade over Dumfries for us. So (laughs) we'll see how that plays out. But pretty much stayed the same in the back. Everything, you know, if you're able to keep Bremer, I think he's a huge piece. Um, Midfield staying healthy. If Pogba can actually do anything for them, that could be massive. I mean, I'm not the biggest Pogba fan, but I do recognize how talented he is and how much of an impact he can have when healthy. So I think it's going to be a lot easier, especially when you have guys who have those muscular injuries and could be missing time. If they only have to play one game a week and then rest and re- recharge and, and be able to to stay fit and sharp, I think that could be an advantage for them. Do I want them to win? Absolutely not. I would much rather, you know, their train derail or something on the way to some other club. But that's a, that's that's the sad part is that I think that they realistically could be uh, at the winners as much as it pains me to admit that. I'll go next. Um, so there's this like superstition that I have with saying the team that I want to win. Like it's the same thing Johnny's talking about. It's like you you know don't want to jinx them. Um, but I'm not going to say the name outright. I'm just going to go with my Scudat prediction for Scudato winner is going to be the team that uh, this podcast is is all about. Um, yes, Napoli. there have gotcha. been. <laughs> <laughs> I am kind of wearing a. Their colors Those are not, bit, but thank goodness, thank goodness is the a Euro T-shirt for for Italy, not not Napoli colors. So, so I agree that the squad has been downgraded, uh, you know, a little bit. Um, I think last year we were really hurt with the the World Cup going on. We had injuries to two of our our major players, um, which obviously they're they're not on the team anymore. But I don't think that's going to be a problem coming into this season because. It's it's really like, three if you if you really think about I don't know who you were leaving out of Lukaku, Skriniar, and Brozovic, but right. Well, Darmian filled in like ad, again. That's the true, other thing true, too. Yeah. We haven't upgraded. We haven't upgraded the right center back. We haven't replaced Skriniar, but Darmian was a rock for us during the most tumultuous period of our our season. So I'm gonna go with us. Um, I agree. You know, with Nick, we have the best midfield, uh, one of the best midfields in uh, in Europe, the best midfield in Serie A, given our, how our, we experienced what we experienced towards the end of last season. Like, these guys are warriors. Um, Barella and Lautaro, another year uh, under their belts, like becoming veterans and leaders for this team. Um, I, I think that they're going to get it done. While we haven't signed the sexiest players in the world, I think that they're going to get it done. My biggest hangup is not necessarily, oh, you downgraded in, in this position or that position. My biggest hangup about this squad is if you look at the transfers coming in and you look at the squads they were coming from, those teams were not competing for what Inter is expected to compete for this year. So there's going to be, there is a major jump from, let's talk about Turam, Monchen Gladbach. There's a major jump from, let's talk about Fratesi, Sassuolo. There's a major jump from, let's talk about Anatovic, Bologna. Those teams weren't going to be in the. Careful what you say about Bologna. We got, we got the number one Bologna fan here. Settle down. You know, so, uh, (laughs) but they weren't, they weren't in the competing for a Champions League final. Let's, let's, you know, say it like that. So I think there is going to be, these players really, really need to step up, and there's not a lot of time for them to do so. With all that said, my pick is uh, is the team that the interviews podcast supports. <laughs> Listen, so I now like I just it. look like the bad guy. I'm villainized. No, I'll, I'll no. be I'll be crucified. Somebody had to. I'll Somebody be crucified had to. later. Yeah. Listen, I think uh, you both made very valid points. I think 
I can make a case for Inter. I can make a case for Napoli. We can make a case for Juve. Um, and gun to my head, I think you guys heard me say it, right? I would pick Inter today. But if you're asking me who I'm betting on to win the Scudetto, that's a different story. And uh, the team I it. took, I locked them in already. Uh, so it's actually going to be Milan themselves, AC Milan. Um, they were at, I'll tell you why. I locked them in at plus 550. They're now down to plus 400, so I've already gotten the best number available. Nice. Um, I think that their betting number presented the most value for a team that could possibly win the Scudetto. I don't think they're the most likely to win it, but if you're going to lock up a bet in money for nine, ten months of the season, you're not going to do it for anything less than plus 400, in, in my opinion. That's just betting advice I'd like to give out. So getting them at plus 550, I thought was the best value possible. And I think they're going to be pretty dynamic up front. I think they've made a lot of shrewd buys. I think they've gotten rid of a lot of dead weight like CDK and Macias, guys who shouldn't even be playing in Serie A, to be honest, let alone at a, at a top four club. Um, their defense is a little thin, right? It's like everybody else, I guess. If, if somebody gets hurt or something, uh, it could be a little rocky, but... I think they've reinvested the Tonali money very wisely. I, you know, they, they have a coach that's been around as long as anybody else for better or worse. And I think um, they're going to be a tough out for a lot of teams. So if they're hanging around, you know, towards uh, March or April, I think they could potentially pull it off. I, so I agree with you, like in terms of best value for a potential Scudetto winner, like that that's a pretty good value. I want to say three things about Milan, though, and this is probably going to get clipped. Three things. Holy cow. Okay, let's three things. The first is Pioli, to me, is a lot closer to a one-time Scudetto winner on a magic year than a two-time Scudetto winner as a coach. In the way, I'll, agree, um, I'll agree with that because I think – Inter lost that Scudetto much more than Milan won it. So I'm not to, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt your point, but no, I agree. You're absolutely right. Yeah, that's just who I think Pioli is as, as a manager. And, you know, he managed Inter, so we got to see him up close. And we also went on a, on a run with him, but at some point things flame out and we kind of saw that last year. So it's a lot on him to be able to rekindle that magic again. The other thing in favor of what you're saying is I don't think a lot of the league, like I think Inter's defense, we can handle what they brought in this summer Milan, to Milan's attack. A lot speed-wise. I, I, but in terms of tactical play, in terms of their experience, in terms of what we were able to do you know, against Manchester City in the Champions League final, like I'm not as scared. Um, but, at, but to be fair, though, like Man, Man City didn't have the speed that these guys just brought in with Okafor, Chukwueze, and now you got so you got all three of them to worry about: Leao, Okafor, mm. Chukwueze. I get it's what you're just, saying to an extent, it's not but just like speed, though, like Leao, Leao was completely gobbled no, up by Damian on multiple, he, but he was but the only option. To, I was going to say it's yeah. easy to game plan for one. Now you got to worry about three potentially. If we now again, I haven't seen Inter do it so far, but when we were worried about last year, we played, we tried to play a higher press. Because Inzaghi was expecting Bremer to come in, so he thought he would have some pace in the back. Now, when we were slow out of the gates, it's because we were playing higher up and we were getting beat by anybody who can get behind us. If we try that again, I don't think Inzaghi did it because we obviously looked much better so far. 
this preseason than we did last preseason. But that could be something that we that could be exposed. I hope we learn from our previous mistakes and we don't make the same ones early on. But that speed, I mean, do I think they're going to score those goals? That remains to be seen because it's not like any one of them is a world class finisher. But it will be threatening when all three of them are able to attack you in open space. I mean, we'll we'll so see. That- that is my point in favor of what Nick is saying is that most of the league, the majority of the league is not going to be able to handle that speed. I'm including Inter in a team that could set up defensively in a manner that would be able to potentially slow it down. Of course, we have to see how it plays out. But in favor of them being a favorite, yes, I think that speed is going to destroy most of the team's back lines in the league. Um, The third thing is that this midfield, arguably last year, their two most important players were Tonalu, who's now gone, and Benacer is not there for the start of the season, right? So you really are relying on a midfield that is, at this point in time, outside of Krunic, if he starts and he plays for the team, is entirely new to the league, right? Reinders, you know, Loftus-Cheek, these are players who are, are new to the league, and I don't see... I don't see there not being an adjustment period. Um, so that's it. A couple points in, yeah. you know, not in favor that's of them fair. winning. All uh, fair. Yeah. Point in favor. Absolutely fair. All right. So uh, some uh, some predictions here for the winner. Nick, what about, uh, should we move to top four? What's, what's next on the agenda? Let's do it. So you want me to go kick it off? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah go I, ahead. I think... Um, I think the four teams we mentioned are very likely the top four, right? I think Inter, Milan, Napoli for me are, are very clear cut top three. I think Juve for all the reasons Johnny mentioned um, are probably in there. I would love to see Lazio get top four again. Um, I think they had one of the best seasons I can remember last year. They had one of the best transfer markets I can remember. Um you know, really trying to replace an irreplaceable player. Um, and they performed exceptionally well against the top teams last year. So can they do it again? I'd like to think so. I hope so. It's really going to come down to how much does Saudi adapt and improve his rotation of players, his dealing with being in the Champions League. How seriously is he going to take the Champions League? Because let's be very honest, it's a competition Lazio cannot win, right? If they play absolutely lights out the best football they could ever play. They will not win this competition. So um, I think there's a lot of factors there. I think they're just slightly on the outside looking in. Um, And I I think Atalanta is probably the next best option. And for me is the best team you can bet on to make top four. Because what are the numbers on uh, Atalanta? The other teams, um, let me, let me be very precise here. So, Inter, Napoli, Juve, Milan are all, uh, you have to lay money to get odds, right? So minus 165, minus 190, minus 350, minus 450. You're never going to bet that. Lazio is plus 150. That's an okay number. I think it's a fair number. Um, So uh, Atalanta is the team. They're plus 250 to make top four. So again, I'm looking at the most realistic option at the best value or, you know, the some intersection of those two things. Is it possible? What's the number? Atalanta's the team that comes to mind. I think um, 
They really had a kind of a down year last year uh, compared to the last two or three. They were averaging 2.3 goals a game. I bet on them an awful lot. They were like a team total gold mine. Um, last year, they were down to 1.7. So they dropped half a goal a game, uh, which is a ton. I think Lookman is the real deal. Another guy that's going to miss some games due to the African Cup of Nations, but he had a really good first year last year. Uh, Skamaka being brought in. I He's not my favorite striker, but I think he's going to have an enormous chip on his shoulder. So, um, and, and Gasparini, listen, you say what you want about him. The, the guy gets results. So I think this is a team that reminds me a little bit of Napoli in the sense that there's no expectations on them. Nobody's predicting them to make top four. They can make a little bit of noise and maybe sneak in, depending if everybody beats each other up and, you know, how the season goes, I, I think they're the best value to to place a bet on to make top four. Can I ask Real quick, about... Go ahead. I was going to... I got one. Uh, so I have a team that I'm, I'm interested in as like a really like a deep sleeper. I think we're going to we're gonna be on the same... Uh, let's you think it. it's the same team? You think it's the I same team? I think it's the same team. Fiorentina. Yep. <laughs> what, are, what are the odds on Fiorentina? Plus 600. Yep. To make the top four, so even better value, great value. I mean, I mean, I, I don't think it's a realistic one, but if I wanted to to throw like twenty, fifty bucks on something that I thought might be able to hit, that's it. That's probably the one I would throw it on because I love it's, what they've done. Yeah, and it's not even it's just. The, it's about the window, right? Like if you're if you take the coach out of it, and it's not only just the incoming; it's the business that that they, the dead weight they got rid of yeah. from their team. Mm-hmm. They improved a lot. I, I'm on the same page with that. I mean, and they actually brought in a goalkeeper who can make saves. It's amazing what a goalkeeper can do for you if you actually sure. can stop the ball. It's worth so, two or three wins a season, right? Yeah. Just just upgrading, not even to a world-class goalie, but upgrading your goalkeeper is yeah. worth, I'd say, yeah, six like, to I don't, nine I don't think this guy Christensen is, is anything world-class for sure, but what little I have seen of him, I like his reflexes. He is very physical in the box. He's commanding good in the air which i think is something that not a lot of goalkeepers these days are really focusing on as much i think if you only took man i think manyan's probably the only one i can think of really in Serie A who is really good at balls coming in crosses and stuff yeah. in the box so he looks like this guy looks like he could be the real deal now we know my my past history with jinxing uh, goalkeepers i did that to poor maximiano with lazio i was we so thank you high. For that. thank you, you. Yeah. I was so high on him. I thought he was going to be the signing of the season. So I'm not going to say anything about this goalie being that, but Fiorentina would be somebody. I, I love Beltran. Everybody knows I love my son, Gino Infantino, who got signed there. I think yeah. if he's able to integrate with uh, with Italiano's system, he could be a great attacking midfielder. He's not the most creative in terms of dribbling, but he is pacey. He is very strong on the ball. Good vision, and I think that you know he'll be able to provide some assists and, and chip in with a couple goals here and there. If he gets and I'll support you guys on that as well because they're a team to me where their bench goes deep and, and deep, not in the sense that these guys are, are starters elsewhere, but if you bench any one of your starters and put in the you know the rotation player, there's almost no drop off in any position on this team. They're they're pretty well rounded, or at least they have been. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see what they can do. I guess, you know, they still, just looking at their roster, I guess they still have a big outgoing, um, potentially, in Sofyan Amrabat. So we'll see how that affects their midfield. It's going to affect their midfield, no doubt. But 
I'm on the same page um, with Fiorentina being a dark horse. Another team that was really, really hamstrung this transfer window because of FFP was Roma. What are the odds on Roma? How do we think they added to their squad, right? It it did not cover their biggest hole, which is that striker, but they added to their squad. What are, what are the bookmakers saying about Roma this year? So to win the league, they're um, plus 1,100. So that's just after <laughs> Milan. Uh, um, not very likely to make top four. They are plus 125. So they actually have better odds than Lazio, Atalanta, and Fiorentina. Believe it or not. And that's with that's, that's, that's with a, a forward crazy. that's going to miss the entire year. That's with Gallo Belotti, who scored zero goals in the league last year. And that's with Dybala, who plays 25 games at best. But if he scores that, one goal, Belotti, he's that could an be improvement. huge. <laughs> improvement. That, that, feels like a bet on, uh, that feels like a bet on Mourinho Definitely. more than anything. But, but So here's, here's my counter-argument to that. What is th- – they won a Europa Conference League. I'm a little bit jealous, right? So I'll say that for a club like Lazio, you want to get any silverware you can get your hands on. So uh, if you ask me, would I take Champions League qualification or would I take a trophy? I probably go with the trophy. So kudos to them. But what have they mm-hmm. done in Serie A since he's gotten there? I think a sixth and a seventh place finish or fifth and sixth or sixth and sixth. He hasn't yeah. improved this squad at all. And some of that's due to that financial fair play. Um, I, I know that the club was a mess when he took it over, right? The, the previous sporting director um, is um, the guy that said to be a monkey. Monchi? Monchi, yeah. I know he left them in an absolute state of disaster. So there's really only so much they can do. But the first year he took over, he had Tammy Abraham with like 25 goals. And they finished, what, sixth place? Uh, so yeah. I don't know. I, I just I, I think there's too much in front of them. And, and with this current injury list, uh, they don't weren't a bet for me. All right, so I'll, I'll round out my top four here. Um, I'm going Inter, Juve, Milan, and this is not the not you know in number of uh, in order of where they'll finish. But I think no, Lazio give us the is, order. Give us the order. Okay, the order would be Inter, Juve, Lazio, Milan. I, I think Napoli is Yo, dropping you're out of dissing Napoli. Yeah, I think Napoli is dropping out of top oh, four. Bro. I think the magic is over when your best player is going to uh, to Afcon. I think people are going to make an adjustment to Guevara. I think they made a huge downgrade at coach Juve for all the points that you made, Johnny. Um, you know, not having to worry about anything else but Serie A is is kind of like I can see the smile on Allegri's face. Um, <laughs> Milan for the points that I made earlier about you know being able to just terrorize most of the league given their, what they have uh, in speed at attack, and then Lazio I think Sadi is you know he showed that he could finish in the top four with other talented teams he's he's taken uh, this Lazio team a lot farther than a lot of people thought they were going to go and I also think they had one of the strongest windows in uh, in Serie A this this transfer uh, summer so yeah okay. for me Napoli is the odd man out. So, yeah. I went in order: Juve, Inter, Napoli, and Lazio. And my, that's how I think my top four is going to be. Uh, I think you just told me Milan was going to smack <laughs> us. You I just mean, said I, it. I, sm- I said that I'd be worried about their speed. That's all. I didn't say they're going to smack us. I still think we're going to beat them, but that speed would worry me on the counter. Um, but I also think 
I know we're not going to talk about, but I think Pioli is going to be the first manager sacked, in my opinion. Yeah. I like I do, that. I wish we had betting lines on that. I know. I wish we did too. I I don't see him. Listen, he was on the hot seat last year, as it was with the way things were going with them. I think if he, they got rid of Maldini, they got rid of Masada. I mean, who's left to blame if it doesn't work out? It's just Pioli. One hundred percent. So if there is a if there's a slow start or if there's you know some rough games, you know you draw a Genoa, you draw Cagliari, and you maybe lose to you know Monza. Who knows? Like I think yeah. they'd be like, now nah, we're not we're not doing this. And there's a guy who used to manage Inter who is out there available. You know, I, I don't know if. I don't even think that's the guy to worry about. I think the guy to worry about coming into Milan is a a person that would make all three of the people on this podcast shudder at the thought. Tiago Motta going to to Milan, being the first coach. I don't think he'll do that to us. He's too much of a Mendelista. He'll go to to Genoa before he'll go to Milan. (laughs) Go back to where it all started. But no, I mean, I guess that's possible too. Um, But yeah, no, I think think Pioli is going to be the first one sacked. I just I don't see him getting those guys to integrate and it to work as well as even they might think. And I think some of the guys that they they signed, although I, I think could have good good seasons, they're also risks. You know, I mean, I'm not the biggest Loftus Cheek fan. That's a risk. Reindeers, I listen after I saw that free kick. I'm like, yikes! Is that the guy you really were hyping? I don't know if he's really going to be able to do much. I like Chuck Wazy. I like Pulisic. As mo- uh, some people hate him, I I don't know why. I think that he's. I- I'm not gonna sit here and talk about him like he's the greatest American player ever, but I do think he has some qualities that I think could be useful in the Serie A for sure. And Okafor is is you know a young player. He's not really a polished finisher, but that pace and and that willingness to take it's on his instincts. man. Yeah, yeah. I think that could be that could be huge for them. So. But it's just the manager. I, I, I mean, we, we've seen it's just you know Manjan to Leao and just see what happens and, yeah. and and hope everybody else just kind of move and get out of his way. I don't know how long you could sustain that that kind of game plan. You know, Inter was able to shut down Leao both times or really all four times they played him this calendar year. Um, yeah, I so I got them slipping out of my top four. All right, Nick, let's see what up. you got. Let's see what you got. That's it. Yep. All right, today it is Inter, Napoli, Milan, Juve. Okay. Not going but, with the homer pick. I respect no, it. No, listen, you both did it for me. I hope that's good enough. Uh, listen, <laughs> it's possible. I think, like I said at the top, man, I, I think this is going to be a dogfight. Uh, it the, is, The yeah. whole year. I, I mean, you can make a case for or against anybody, um, but I think... So f- for you, is Lazio just not strong enough to finish top four or do you think that losing sms is something that they're they're going to struggle with uh with their play style replacing i think that i uh, uh, replacing him is tough as much as i was hard on him last year i thought he had a down year i thought he was a little bit checked out um what he's meant to Lazio over the last eight years you know you can't really quantify or put, even put into words um, just even the threat of him being on the pitch meant something, right? He's like one of those guys. It's like having Shaq on the, you know, on the court. So that's tough. I, I think they replaced him as best they could, but they have to show me they can beat these bottom half teams, these bottom five teams even. And that's really the the kryptonite for Lazio. They they sleep through some of these games that 
they should be winning two, three nil. Um, and it's, again, I, I really think the champions league is an X factor until I see how that gets approached and until I see how Saudi rotates and starts to integrate some of these guys into the team. Uh, it, it's tough to say that they're going to make top four again. I think he's going to probably go with as close to a starting 11 as we had last year. I think Kamada probably starts right away because he's been with the team the longest, but my guess is by October, we'll see Rovella in a starting role and, you know, see what this team really is made of. It's just a matter of, will they be able to sustain it? I think the other thing, so I picked them to finish top four, but I think the other thing that we haven't touched on when it comes to Lazio is just how, strenuous that relationship between Lotito and Sari feels like it's been on a knife's edge for so long and one bad result could sure. tip that thing over and uh really change the course of their their season yeah no there's no doubt I think uh, a lot of the friction at least I hope I've been telling myself I don't know if it's true or not true is uh they got rid of Iglitari thankfully the guy was a terrible sporting director uh kept his job for a really long time I don't know why or how they're making you know two or three maybe good buys over the course of seven years. Um, and I think now that he's gone, it's more of a direct line of communication between Lotito and Sadi. And it uh, seems like they brought in the players Sadi wanted within reason, right? Within budget and within reason. So I'm hopeful, but let's see. All right. We've given our uh, our winners, our top four. Where are we going next, Nick? Um, we could talk a little relegation. I think that's kind of interesting. I'll hit you guys with the odds here on uh, teams to be relegated. I'll get your thoughts. Uh, so Frosinone, who just came up, are the overwhelming favorites to go back down, minus 250, followed by Lecce, minus 125. Hellas Verona is even money. And then uh, we have Genoa, plus 135. Cagliari, plus 150. Salernitana, plus 185. Empoli, plus 225. So I'll, I'm actually going to toss it up to you guys to see what you think before I uh, I give you my pick. So I wrote yeah. down my three that I had going down. The two two of them you already well two of them you had like uh, Frosinone I had going down right back down too. Verona I think that they lost too much talent so I had them going back down. I, I just terrible. And I put. This is where I, it was a little bit harder for me because I was torn between Empoli and Cagliari. I feel like because Ranieri's there, it's enough to keep them up. I don't think the talent's there, but I think he'll be able to get enough out of these players to to stick around. And Empoli, they sold, aside from Baldanzi, they sold pretty much every every talented player they have. We don't know who's coming in. Well, I mean, we do know who's going, but we don't know how he's going to perform compared to Vicario, this new goalkeeper. Um, losing a guy like Parisi, that's not going to be easy to replace. So it'll be interesting to see. I, I would pick them to be the third team to go down. The fact that Genoa is on there kind of upsets me because I, 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 I've got them staying up, and I think they're going to do pretty good, actually, in terms of you know the bottom half teams. Um, but yeah, what do you got, Alessandro? I have the same thing. Um, I have the same thing, and it it's... Sad to see because it really does feel like Frosinone, Lecce, Verona, Empoli are not only like the weakest teams in Serie A, they're the weakest teams in Serie A by a pretty large <laughs> margin. I know that we mentioned Cagliari and Genoa, but they have 
much more talent than these other teams. Like Johnny mentioned, Empoli has lost a lot. Verona, like they, it's a miracle that they're still in Serie A because that yes. team is is not not well. Um, Frosinone, it looks like, is about to wrap up a deal for Fabian. Unfortunately, it looks like it's uh, he's not going to be enough to keep them up. So I'm on the same page Wait, as... Uh, he's, not going, he's not going to... Where, where did I see he was going? I thought he was going to Bologna. He's not? Today, Ooh, it looks it. like Frosinone is, is wrapping well, up Fabian. That's disappointing. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then with Lecce... I don't know if you saw them in their Coppa Italia tie. I forget who they were playing. I just watched the highlights, and uh, they did not—they did not look yeah. like they're ready for the season at all. So uh, they don't have the the deepest squad at all. Um, but there is one player that I like, Stefetsa. He's, he's really just a good. fun player. Yeah, yeah, he's, yeah. yeah. He's a really fun player, but unfortunately, it's kind of like that's it. When you look at the rest of the team, like Banda is not very good. I mean, yeah, Let Lecce is in trouble. The the strength of Basquerota is not going to be enough to keep them up in Serie A. So. <laughs> All right. So funny. So, I, I mean, I think I have the pretty much the same thoughts as you guys. I think Frosinone is at their minus 250 for a reason. I don't know if I can name one player on the team, quite honestly. Um, I think Hellas Verona was my second pick. They were absolutely terrible last year. That was the team that made us the most money betting against them. Um, oh, okay. You know, they're... they're defense is just a dumpster fire uh they were good for like two goals against just about every game so i can't imagine that uh you know they haven't gotten any better so i think it's going to be a tall task for them to stay up and then it's interesting you guys went with empoli i think you've convinced me i was kind of thinking at salernitana not because i i think they're it's three teams um they're better than three teams or worse than three teams but I just I was looking for something in that range to bet on. So I think between it's between them and Empoli, right? Plus one eighty five or plus two twenty five. You can make a case for both, and I think uh, Empoli could be the the play there. So I like it. Yeah, the Salernitana thing. I think um, with the teams that you think are going to go down, probably the first thing that you should be looking about it, looking at is if they have the defense to surprise a few teams. And Federico Fazio is 36 years old, but he's a he's a good veteran. They still have Pirola, Daniel yeah. Yuk, Matteo Lovato. The slowest veteran, though. <laughs> yeah, the slowest veteran. But yeah. you know, if it's P- Pirola, Daniel Yuk, and Lovato that are going to be playing, um, I feel good about Salernitana too. And also, Candreva is going to be good for at least awesome. three to four insane goals. Yeah. yeah, same line of thinking. But I think. It, 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 two out of the three that came up could potentially stay, and that's that'd be really interesting. And the other thing too with Frosinone is they're losing; they lost Mulatieri, who's now at at Sassuolo, and he was a big help for for them last year. He's you know one of the biggest reasons that Frosinone is is even in Serie A. So um, they're going to have. And a that's tough another year. reason why Cagliari is going to stay up because of Oristanio. You know, we loaned them to Cagliari. And he's just going to be the best. Uh, he's going to be better than Samarcic. This is how this is how Inter operates in the Mercato. We'll just loan you our young guys. They'll keep you in Serie A, and then the next time you and have a gem on your hands, we come back we'll in. Take, and we'll take them off we'll your take, hands. Yeah, it's good business. I love it. All right, I guess uh, it's time for the individual awards. What's going on with top goal scorer Calcio? 
All right. What is it? Capo Cap- Cap- Yeah. Where am I uh, making? Where am I making my money? That tell me. Come on. All right. So uh, I'll run through the, the the list of guys, and then I'll tell you where I think we can strike. Uh, to pun intended. Nobody. <laughs> no. All right. <laughs> that was good. That was good. That was good. I liked it. <laughs> so Osimen is the the favorite. He's plus one fifty. Uh, Lautaro is number two at plus two hundred. Let's get it out of the way. Osimen, while very possibly could win this, uh, that's not a good bet for all of the reasons we've talked about already. Um, and, and just to draw a comparison, in the Premier League, Erling Holland was a minus 175 favorite or something like that um, to win this award. So those are two really short numbers. And I think he bagged two goals in the first half of his first game. So he's probably going to run away with it. Could Osimen do that? Maybe. I don't know that he's going to play enough games. The number is not good enough to bet on. Uh, Chile Immobile comes in next. He's plus 600. If you think he can stay healthy, play 30-plus matches. He's going to take all the penalty kicks. He's won this award, what, four out of the last six or four out of the last seven years. I don't think that's a terrible bet. Um, Leao is plus 1,100. Berardi is plus 1,600. I think that's okay if he stays at Sassuolo because he's going to be pretty much 100% of that offense. He's going to take all the set pieces, the penalty kicks. Um, There could be something there. And then you could pick anybody else in the league. Everybody's going to be plus 2,000, plus 3,000 or worse. So um, I'm talking to Sean. So that's the one guy that, for whatever reason, uh, the the couple sites I looked at, he wasn't listed. I don't know if they thought he was getting transferred out of the league or what. I'd have to imagine he's probably in that top four or five in terms of favorites. I apologize. I don't have that number. Um, But guys like Arnautovic, Okafor, Giroud, uh, Dybala, they're all sitting at plus 2,000. Skamaka, who came over, is sitting at plus 2,000. Do they have Hategi? So Here we go. he is currently at plus 2000 and uh, I, didn't want, I didn't want to spoil the surprise, but that's the guy I locked in. He was plus 3000 last week. Oh! So it's another guy that I got the good number. On. Um, it, just because I think, listen, if Jenna is going to have a chance to stay up, he's going to be the guy to do it. Right. He's going to have to score 20 goals or more. Um, you know, again, wow. looking for somewhere where you can try to get some value that has a chance. I think he's good. Um, I, like I said, I, I think uh, Berardi is okay. Chiro is okay. Those are kind of the three places that I looked at. Um, everybody else is either splitting time, uh, is you know going to be away, has an injury history. Like Kavada uh, Shelia, for instance, is plus four thousand. I think he wound up with what eleven goals when it was all said and done. You guys mentioned yeah. that he got figured out by about February. Um, so I was really struggling to find another place to put money in. And Rategi for me was at plus 3000 was the place. That, that would have been a no brainer for even 2000. I, I would, I'm thinking about throwing some money on that. Cause I mean, some people here know I got, I got a little wager with Matteo Bonetti about, yes. uh, getting there, him on here. So and look at how good you guys did because they are at exactly the same odds today. Both of them are plus 2000. So okay. good, good bookmaking. Um, yeah, that's it. Now, now, now I feel better about my pick, honestly, with it being like that. So, and to know that it went from plus 3000 to plus 2000, the, the odds have like shifted in your favor in terms of likelihood. Yeah. 
Ali, what are you thinking? I've, I've, yeah, I want to go Retegi because it's, you know, the sexier pick. But if I'm being realistic, he, it, it's more be, about the don't service. Don't be realistic, that right? Don't be realistic. <laughs> be crazy. No, I gotta go. I gotta go. I mean, my gut is telling me that this is between Chiro and Lautaro because oh. of the time that Osimhen is gonna miss, and also like the inevitable drop off. And plus, you know, he's got to play Basquiatto two times a year, so he's not scoring in those games. Um, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Lautaro si- simply because he has to carry the load. Uh, if you look at Inter's striker department, you have Arnatovic hasn't scored more than four, 14 goals in a season. Turam, it's his first season in Serie A, and while he does have the skills to be a uh, you know a 20 25 plus goal scorer, he's never done it before, and it takes time to adjust. So Lautaro, Capitano, it's on it's on your shoulders this year, bud. I like it. I think he's the most likely to do it. In reality, and, uh, I mean, not not to be boring, but yeah, I would agree. So uh, even even before I remember or you inform me that uh, Osimhen had African Cup, I was putting Lautaro as the guy I was gonna put money on. So love it. And then yeah, but I think it would be my sleeper pick. I think uh, listen, I've said it a bunch of times. I think he's got finishing characteristics of Icardi. Yeah. So it'll be uh. It'll be interesting to see if he's able to to bring that over. We saw, obviously, I mean, I know the Coppa Italia was really just a Serie B team he was going up against. It's okay, but you still got to bury those opportunities. Yeah. If if you're missing those or you're not, you know, you're shooting them right at the keeper. That that's something I would be a little concerned with. So I'm feeling uh, I'm feeling pretty good about that. And he's going to um, get the minutes, dude. He's going to have to play almost every game. Think, yeah. So uh, that's and I don't think you spend that kind of money after getting promoted to not play the kid. You know, right. so. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I was saying I'm actually looking more forward to seeing the Genoa Fiorentina game than I am watching Inter Monza on Saturday. So, obviously, I'll have both up, but it'll be uh, it'll be time to to kind of you know maybe focus on what Retegi and and even Lucas Beltran at Fiorentina is doing. So, should yeah, be we'll fun. See what happens? Yeah. What do you um? Do you have like I don't know? Do they do they have odds on like maybe breakout players or anything like that, or who might win best young? It's, no? it's so tough, man. Like if if you follow the Premier League, uh, they have odds on everything. Yeah, right? like that, you, can, you yeah. could take a player and bet they're over under things like that. Like so, for instance, I took um, Luis Diaz with Liverpool to get over seven goals, scored in the first game, feeling really good about it. But you don't get uh, those all seven on the season. On the season, yep. That's good. Yeah. So. They don't have that for Serie A, at least not that I found. It's it's a little shitty. All right, because like I would, I mean, yeah, we still would have like prop bets on match, like shots on goal, you know, stuff. They'll like do it that. on a match by match, but like for the oh, whole season, okay. but for this whole season, they you can't find any futures like that. Mm. I think there was one it, on like Holland to get seventy five shots on target or something like that for the whole season. Ooh. So you figure like two a game, two and a half a game. He's got those games that he doesn't play, but then he has those other ones where he has a hat trick he gets by like, like the first yeah. half, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and that would that, that would be one I'd be interested in. The thing is, like, if they did anything like that in Serie A with the amount of shots Lautaro misses, I would be scared to put right. anything on him. So And here's the other thing. I mean, let's let me try to give out some good betting advice. Uh 
we don't always have to take the over, right? Like the under does exist. Um, players can get hurt. Players can fall out of favor with the coach. Players can go through a dry spell, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so it's way more fun to talk about who's going to do great things and who's going to win this. But, um, you know, somebody steps on Holland's toe the wrong way in training and all of a sudden he misses a month. You're not going to hit that number. Just food for is thought. Any, yeah. Is there anything that you could say like you would definitely avoid in terms of Serie A? Like any bets that any like teams you'd be like, no, 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 I wouldn't. Like even like a match to match basis. Yeah. yeah. Like, so the one thing I'll say watching the league for my entire life, betting on this league pretty heavily for the last 10 years or so. Uh, just we tend to think, and I'm guilty of this. You tend to think, you know, more than you do, right? Like, you, you, Oh, I, I know these teams. I know these players. I, how is it possible that, uh, Fiorentina is going to lose a game to Lecce? Well, guess what guys, the game is fucking played, right? It happens. Uh, you can't get too comfortable. You can't feel yourself a little too much. And what we've seen, especially over the past two or three seasons is I don't, Name a team outside of Napoli last year. You're not getting the same performance week in and week out from any of these teams. It's a grueling, grinding season. And um, you got to like, I talk with the guys on the podcast all the time. I'm looking at the number first and the team and the players second, right? You have to kind of take your emotions out of it as much as you can, I guess would be my best advice. Not always easy, but it's, it's the best thing you can do. On a game-to-game basis, are you more focused on the money line and picking an outright winner or on the spread and seeing if you can cover the number? Because I think in yeah. Serie A, it's probably not often, you know, it's either one or one and a half, right? So, or a yeah. half. So Yeah, um, I, it's tough to say. I mean, it, again, it comes down to numbers. So if you're just taking a team on the money line trying to pick the right side, in terms of math, you're giving away a third of your edge to the to the house because there's a draw. Draw is the third possibility. If you're betting on an American sport, there's a winner, there's a loser, right? Outside of, I guess, football has a tie in theory. But there's two outcomes, win, lose. In soccer, the draw adds a whole nother variable into it. You could have the best team on the planet who just can't find the net one day and all of a sudden all your edge is gone, right? One, one tie, zero, zero tie. Um, so depending on the numbers, betting, you know, with the spread um, for a side, it could be a good strategy, especially if you're just starting out. And also on a game by game basis, do you ever go via like the over like this player is going to score over one or one and a half? Or are you typically looking at any time scorer and just that they'll get on the sheet at some point in time? Yeah, so it has to be. uh a unique situation for me to take an anytime goal scorer because for me, I don't think sports books accurately value how difficult it is to score a goal. Just plain and simple, right? How many games do we watch? Zero, zero or a top striker in the league scores. I don't know, 18 goals. Well, that's not a goal a game, right? It's very fucking difficult to score goals. We've seen players uh, in our lifetimes, right? The Messi's, the Ronaldo's, Ibrahimovic, Holland, um, you know, it's a little bit of fantasy football, right? We, we've seen some guys make it look easy, but that's not true for 99% of players. So uh, for me, you have to be getting a lot of value on a player to score a goal. I like to look in the plus two, 300 range or higher. So um, where I think you get a lot of that value are in wingers that can score. 
So I'm talking mm-hmm. about the Zacanis, the Leaos, the Orsolinis, the Chiesas, if he was healthy. Um, guys like that have a better number because they're not playing forward, right? They're like somebody like Jekko, he might be on the bench, but because he's a number nine, he's a forward, he's going to be, you know, plus 120. Well, yeah. Somebody like uh, this is a, it's a tough example because he's not a forward, but like somebody like a DeMarco who carries the ball a lot, is in the final third an awful lot, takes shots, takes set pieces at some point in time. Uh, yep. He could be plus 800, plus 900, right? Because of the position he plays. Whether he's any more or less likely to score than Jekko, I mean, you know, you guys could tell me, right? You watch every game, but you have to look at, uh, you have to look for advantages like that and little nuances like that to help you try to get some value. Um, Another example, there was a point in time where Bonucci was taking the penalty kicks for Juventus. Bonucci was like plus a thousand every game to score a goal. So you take it for two or three games. If Juve gets a penalty, you know, Bonucci's stepping up before they got some of these forwards that they have now. And there you go. You get one penalty, you've paid for five games worth of bets. So little things like that, you start to, you know, that's where you can use your knowledge of the league to your advantage. I have one more question, Nick. Hit me. My friends come to me when it's time to bet on uh, on the European leagues. They ask me questions like, "Should I take the over under on corners, or how many cards are going to be handed out this game?" Like I things like that. Already. Where, yeah, where I'm, <laughs> you know, I'll, I stay away from that stuff. What do I tell these guys that aren't used to betting on European football? <laughs> where you know they might be used to be- they might be used to betting on baseball where you can do like no runs first inning or right. you know the over under in in first five innings do you are yep. those bets considered viable for you or do you completely stay away and what should i tell these kids that won't stay out of my uh my you, text you have to ask them are they betting for entertainment or are they betting to win money because that'll craft my answer i love those bets i love betting on corner kicks on cards it's it's fun, right? It's the equivalent of betting home runs and overs and, and things like that, right? You, um, until you've like watching a game that you have no stake in when you're hoping for shots to be saved and for defenders to make good blocks and uh, how do we get to 11 corners? It's a lot of fun. You're never going to outsmart the books in the long term making bets like that, right? They're, they're set like that for a reason. So if they're looking to have fun, absolutely. I do it. Right. I do. I have games where, hey, listen, I know Inter averages six corners a game because I bet on them. Right. There's teams, there's matchups where it's very favorable. Um, but if, if, you know, to do it week in and week out, it, it's going to be really, really tough to, you know, to do well, I, I would say. Again, ask them what their goals are because should they do it? Is it fun? Absolutely. Uh, if they're looking to win bets, there's better options available. I agree with you on the point of like, you know, if you're up at 630 in the morning and it's Fiorentina Leche and there's a little you could put a little bit of scratch and, and see what comes out. All of a sudden you're freaking out every time the ball ro- rolls out. For oh, it's a great. Kick and Try it's a it just time. once. It's, it's a yeah. lot of fun. <laughs> Should we put a, a nice 1-800 gambling, a little disclaimer after? Uh... <laughs> Listen, knowing when to stop is uh, is the slogan, right? I will say though that if you're gonna if you're gonna tell your friends to to bet the the corners when uh, Tottenham play because Vicario loves putting those rebounds right outside, corners are gonna hit. Yeah, no, there's teams. I mean, it's a it's a thing, right? There's, um, especially like you mentioned, Milan, right? A lot of great forward talent, not great finishers. That's gonna be a good corners team. Just yeah, 
something to keep or an a eye team on. team that's heavily reliant on crossing as part of their their style of play. Um, yep. Is there? Do you have a strategy for betting when it comes to individual positions, such as like a goalkeeper? You know, I don't. I don't really um, bet that market too much. It's it's pretty unpredictable. I mean, um, you know, did the defense show up today or not? Right? Did the forwards on the other team show up today or not? I think that's a lot to ask for a goalkeeper, unless the number's really really low. I mean, like there, you'll get a team, uh, UVA for instance, right when they are going through a good period, and I think last year they had those games like that eight game win streak where most of them were like one nil. Um, you could get Chesney at like half a save so on something like that where it's super low and the guy just needs to make one save i, I think that's a safe bet but other than that I, I tend to stay away also because the stat keeping is very subjective right we might watch a game and see a shot that we all think and know is a shot but you know the the statistician might come in and say oh no wait that was a deflected that was a back pass that was a whatever right we we can't right. control the outcome 100 percent and it's the same way with cards, I guess, for, you know, what what this referee today deems a yellow card, you know, might be very different than what referee B deems a yellow card. So those are really tough bets to make. You know, what's crazy, too, is I uh, so I used to do like data entry, data entry at like soccer matches. And I used to have to be there with an iPad and mark what was a shot, mark what was like a foul. What I, but like a lot of it, like you said, is subjective. And there was one I remember specifically where, like, <clears throat> you have a direct manager that you report to. So after that, they look up what you reported and they took off like two shots on goal that I thought were shots on goal. I was like, I mean, I played the game. Right. So, right. but they, and they, they sent it off to whatever sports betting apps we were supposedly working with. And I was like, how do you, I was like, I could tell you that's a shot on goal, in my opinion. Just because a guy fluffed the shot and it wasn't the cleanest shot on right. goal. It's still a shot on goal. Like, and so yes, you, you know very, what result they needed just based on that. Yeah, yeah. So, so I was like, okay, tough markets. I was like, so I honestly, I stopped doing it. I was like, because this, yeah. it just felt like I, they were seeing, I guess, a lot of bets coming in for shots on goal with that one or something, and they were like, nope, nope, we gotta, we gotta take some of these shots off. Hundred percent doesn't count. So don't get yourself. Have, it happens. Yeah, yeah. I have another yeah. question, Nick. Um, so Zakani last year, I think, surprised a lot of people by being a really productive player from a stats point of view, you know, with his goals and assists, right? Is there a player that you're eyeing this year where if you're in the individual betters market that you can see yourself making some, some good money on that maybe people aren't really thinking about? Yeah, I think it's anybody that kind of plays that position. Um, unfortunately, a lot of them have already been figured out, right? But I think uh, somebody like a DeMarco is going to be good. I think Chiesa, if he's healthy, um, and I know there's a lot of banter that goes back and forth, but if he's healthy and playing a lot of games, um, I feel like he gets a lot of assists and he'll pop in 9, 10, 11 goals. Um, I, I told you guys Orsolini is a personal favorite of mine, but he is absolutely a menace on the right wing. So um, depending on the growth of uh, Xerxy and who else they have going in the middle now that Arnautovic is gone, um, he could be a guy... It's, you know, it's, uh, th those are really the ones I'm, you know, old faithful, I would say. Johnny, any, anything else? I mean, Nick, I, I feel like I could go all day. Is there I know, I know you could, 
I know you could go all day with this. <laughs> I could uh, go all day with this. I mean, I did. I was. I was trying to ask him. Yeah, if there was like if they did have you know odds on like breakout player or best young player and stuff yeah. like that. Um, I kind of wish they did because of that I would. I mean, I, I have yeah. some some interesting you know picks for for that for those potential awards and i have some guys that i think are going to be you know signing to the season and stuff like that but since it's not typically bet on i i guess i i can't so is there is there um any sort of bet in terms of qualifying for european football that's outside of the champions league um yeah certain markets you can get a top six finish or a top seven finish so um i I haven't seen those numbers for Serie A, but they i've seen them for other leagues dang so let's say that too Let's put you under under some pressure here, Bologna. <laughs> where? How do we so, feel about them? Because I uh, do, so, it, it, like in my opinion, I think like I just watched their their Coppa Italia game. It, Thiago Mota has something. This team under his spell a little bit, and they're playing very very good football. And I know that we're talking about like Atalanta and Roma and Fiorentina for these spots, but I do think of. Of the rest, I think Sassuolo is taking a step back. I don't yep. think it's entirely unreasonable to see Bologna in the mix for you know that sixth position. Yeah, listen, I'd like to see it. Um, it it's funny we started the joke where uh, you know we we're a bunch of us were talking. Everybody's complaining about their teams. We all do it. And I was like, you know what? Wouldn't it be great to support a team that there's no stress? Right? They're gonna finish between ninth in 12th place, 13th place no every year. They're not good enough to make Champions League or Europe. They're not bad enough to get relegated. Man, Bologna sounds really good, <laughs> right? So it started out as kind of a joke. And I, like I said, I love Orsolini. I like some of the guys they had, uh, Sansone and Soriano. And actually, I hate Soriano the more I watch him, but I, I thought I liked him. Um, so I started watching this team really a lot. And, and then Tiago Motta came on board and I'm like, okay, Atsuri Hiro. Uh, you know, like this guy, let's see what he has. And I think you're right about having them under his spell. I mean, this is a guy that you have to respect. He's played the game. He's won almost everything there is to win, um, certainly at club level. And um, I think he's not taking any shit. So he's been fun to watch. I think he can elevate mediocre to, to average to slightly above average players. I think that's what we're seeing with this team. Um I just worry is, about is Nico that. Dominguez an average or slightly above average or a mediocre player? He's, he's okay. I, I I have matches I like him. I have matches I don't. I don't know. But I, I worry really about that quality. Like this is a team that's going to struggle to score goals. I think that's what's going to that's their weakest point, right? I don't think they're going to get blown out of many games. I think um, they have some quality in the midfield. They move the ball around well, but. Uh, I don't know where all these goals are coming from. That's um, that's what makes me hesitant to say that they could really truly be in the mix. I think eighth place is like probably the ceiling, the best. Yeah, yeah. Well, Johnny doesn't agree with you. Is his personal favorite Josh Xerxes is going to lead He's the good. line for a that, that is not. Not true. I've never rated Josh Xerxes. Listen, I think uh, he's a he's a super unpolished guy. Um, I, I think. It's a nice way of putting it. But but. I think (laughs) if you're not depending on him to score goals, I think he could bring value to the team. I just, um, he's not going to be a 10 double digit goal scorer. I don't think he ever will be. My thoughts. Is there a market 
is there a market for like Johnny brought up earlier, first coach to get sacked or anything yeah, like that? Yeah, I haven't that? seen it. There should be. There, I'm sure there is somewhere, but uh, my money probably goes uh, to Mourinho. Quite honestly, just for all the reasons I said. Or it could be one of these relegation teams that you know they're going to need after eight weeks and they have two points. They need something to happen. Yeah. Well, didn't somebody just hire? Hold on. Was it Frosinone that hired Di Francesco? That dude. Yeah, stinks. they did. Yeah, he I'm, stinks. I'm pretty sure yeah, that's so he's a great bet. Yeah. He's so awful. That's, that's that's. I mean, that would be the easiest. You you would not make money on betting on him because he will be the first manager sacked, right? And then and then Pioli, in my opinion. And you know what's crazy is I thought this guy would be a decent man. Like when he was at Sassuolo, he yeah. did pretty well there. And I was like, when he made yeah. the move to Roma, I was like, oh, okay, this guy's finally gonna show. And then. You saw quickly how bad he is. Oh yeah, just I thought that was gonna happen. I thought the Italiano was on in the same sort of trajectory where they, you know, you have a sexy year at a club yeah. that people aren't expecting it, and then the whole Italian nope. coach thing, like people throw all their weight behind it, nope. but not everybody is is that, in that system that they've the system that they've built at that club just makes coaches shine, right? And it's it's worked out for a lot of them, uh, at least in the short term, but. We've seen Dionysi some that were pretenders. Easily the worst of of the bunch that have come it through. It just looks like a punk too. Yeah, he does. Yeah, yeah. Come un, the unnecessary comb over. That's what he's got going. That's what he's got going on. <laughs> that's that's cold, man. But uh. listen, I got it. So, all right. Any last questions for for Nick Johnny? Anything else that we want to throw the kicks and picks creator over here? I got. I mean, I got a question, but it will offend some people. That's what we who's, do. Who's uh? No, no, but but who's the most annoying guy in the group chat? Oh no, nah, we don't answer that, dude. <laughs> I'm kidding. No I'm way. Kidding, no I'm way. Kidding, I'm kidding. Nobody. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. We all know it's you, Nick. That's anyway. for sure. <laughs> oh no, I meant Nick. Uh, Nicholas. I should have said Nicholas. <laughs> Canadian Nick. Canadian Nick. That's it. But no, nah, I love you. Um, no, nah, man, nothing. I mean, we pretty much covered everything that I wanted to cover. And, you know, I mean, we've got some we got some good uh, good odds and some good. Listen, guys, Retegi, solid money. Uh, Fiorentina, top four. Those odds are, are too much to pass up on. I think those are my two favorite ones. Um, so, yeah. We got to wrap it up by saying, I think, Nick, you opened it up perfectly. With Serie A is part of the fun in betting this league is that it is unpredictable, right? For I think sure. people people have been saying as the season gets closer who their their favorites are, and they've been saying it in terms of clear favorite, clear favorite. We've got you know four teams legit, four or five teams legitimately that could could hunt for the the scudetto, and then a bunch more that could qualify for Europe. So, Calcio. You know, people like to say it's dying and in a sense, in terms of finances, it's dying. But in terms of the competitiveness of the league, it is um, it is up there. It is up there for for the most competitive league in Europe. Nick, thank you so much for coming on. Before we jump off, we got to give you the floor to plug everything you got going on. Yeah, I appreciate it, guys. Thank you so much for having me. It was a it was a pleasure. And I think some some awesome conversation. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Nick Diani. Uh, our show is Kicks and Picks Podcast at Kicks Picks Pod. Uh, we do at least weekly shows uh, on betting, so we're we're doing some 
breakdowns here and there. We're playing some games. We have some guests that come on, but the crux of it is uh, we're picking our, our three best bets each. There's three of us on the show. So we're giving out nine to 10 picks a week, um, usually dropping Wednesday or Thursday of every week. So if you're interested in betting, um, please give it a listen. It, it certainly uh, interact with us on Twitter. Um, any betting questions, you know, please feel free. We're, we're all doing this to have fun, right? I'm not making a living uh, gambling on, on Serie A. I wish I was, but uh, <laughs> we do this for fun. So certainly uh, love the interaction. And um, yeah, that's where we're at. Thanks for coming on, man. In Appreciate the words of the great Roberto Scarpini, Forza Ragazzi, Forza Ragazzi, Forza Ragazzi. <laughs> <laughs>